Step into the realm of the paranormal until the last drop, a show that blends paranormal stories and events with a themed drink. So here we are with another episode. This time around, we've got vampires. Those seemingly blood-drinking and, I don't know, what do they do, seduce, like, Mormons or something seduce like that? Seduce Mormons? What? I don't know. What was it? Is it... I'm, <laughs> This is the Twilight theme, I guess, for things. Oh, like where did that come from? <laughs> I don't know. I, I guess that's a pro- that's a problem nowadays in most is uh, vampires seduce Mormons. No, that was written by a Mormon. <laughs> oh, I don't okay. think there's actually Mormons in it. <laughs> um, anyway, this episode is going on like <laughs> vampires and a little bit of the history, how they're known around the world. We also have a vampire-themed drink, I guess, because the thing that makes me think about vampires is, in terms of drinks is a, uh, a wine. Mm-hmm. And in this case, we've got a cherry wine. I believe it's made from a German place, but I... <laughs> don't remember exactly where it came from we'll have more we'll have more details when we drink it obviously um i think the name was gerstacker or something like that it's a cherry glühwein oh so anyway off to the episode the dead will rise so they can hear more content from till the last drop So this episode is all about vampires, those blood-sucking wonders that everybody loves, at least in those fantasy novels. Mm -hmm. Uh, The etymology basically has our English word vampire derived from the German vampire, which became vampire, let's throw some quotes on there, (laughs) when passed into French. And it stayed the same when it was assimilated into English. The German form came from Slavic and Slovak variants, such as the Polish upir, I think, upir, up, I don't know how it is. (laughs) U-P-I-O-R. Yeah. Um, The Belarusian upir, the Ukrainian-Russian upir. Upir? (laughs) Upir? I don't know. And uh, Bulgarian vapir. That one's a lot better. (laughs) That one, it's already better because they put the V in there. Uh Uh-huh. Um, they assimilated the V. Yes. Mm. <laughs> um, the first recorded use of the English variation vampire comes from a police report in Australian controlled, or not Australian, Austrian controlled <laughs> Serbia during the 16th century. Um, Australia coming up and uh, taking uh, Serbia. Aust- I don't know if Australia has controlled anything, unfortunately. No, just themselves. Um, yeah. Let's see, uh, in which the police were investigating vampire claims made by local peasants. So huh. that's really interesting. That's yeah, the so first. apparently they created a word for <laughs> whatever was happening. Um, however, isn't that pretty much English? Like, isn't that yes. language in general? We created a word yeah. for whatever it was. Yeah, mm-hmm. well, how that languages is evolve. Language, I mean, it's yes. like, what's that thing? I don't know. Let's call it an egg. So, egg. <laughs> why not? It's round. It's hard. Egg. Yeah, round. It's ovular. Well, yeah. Whatever. It's egg shaped. Yeah, exactly. That's it's egg shaped. What do we call it? I don't know. Let's call it a ball. No, yes. it just doesn't sit right. Well, that's because it's not rolling right. That's uh, because it's egg shaped. Yeah. All right. Anyway, in zoology and botany, the term vampirism is used in reference to leeches, mosquitoes, mistletoe, vampire bats. Hence the name and other organisms that subsist on the bodily fluids of others. Huh. Yep. I mean, it makes sense. Those are the things that consume 
blood. Yeah. Well, I mean, the term vampirism, I mean, it comes from a vampire, so hence why a vampire bat would also be a <laughs> yeah. vampire bat. Vampire bats are weird. <laughs> they don't look too great. No, but they, like, they cut a swatch of flesh and then, like, fold it over <laughs> and then, like, lick the, 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 the blood. It's a nice candy. I'm pretty sure that's how, yeah. <laughs> it's weird. They just sit there. They're latched on to, like, standing, sleeping cows mm-hmm. because I guess cows just sleep standing up and they don't that's feel how pain. That's tip them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, they sleep laying down to us. Yeah. <laughs> They do the loaf method, yeah. like cats. They loaf about. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Meatloafs is what they're known <laughs> on the, the countryside. So, the Hey, it's starting to trend now. Everybody's going to call cows nothing but meatloafs. I mean, that's what they are. I mean, unfortunately, with the passing of meatloaf, the name is now open. Yeah, so, that's sad. Yeah. Maybe anyway. I just dated this episode. <laughs> let's, well, <laughs> everybody knows. Anyway. Yes. Uh, let's go into the ancient origins a little bit. Uh, nearly every ancient culture considered blood to be sacred. It is often thought that it's not only a physical requirement for life, but also the life force of humankind. Rituals involving both animal and human blood, although human blood was usually held in a higher esteem than animal blood. Well, yeah, because that's murder. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I know PETA would have us believe that animals are murder, too. I mean, are but, you going to eat the animal? I mean, you, you but, eat the animal and you use its blood. But human go. is, like, legitimately murder. Well, yeah, you can't eat that. Yeah. Well, <laughs> mm, depends on who you ask. There uh, are people. No. Yeah. Jeffrey Dahmer. Oh, uh, yeah. Good old Dahmer Deli. Yep. Um, <laughs> Anyways. Anyway, yeah, they were... Uh, Common in many societies. Mm-hmm. Uh, the rituals, that is. Um, the blood rituals? Yeah. Yeah. It is therefore not surprising the idea of creatures which lived off of blood were popular in ancient times. Uh, vampire like spirits called the Lilu <laughs> are Lilu mentioned. And Stitch? <laughs> I don't know. Or it could be Lilu. Uh, yeah. um, are mentioned in early Babylonian demonology and even more ancient blood sucking. What is this? Akaharu? Akaharu? Yeah. It's discussed in Sumerian mythology. Oh, there we go. I just needed to see the Sumerian part. It's mm-hmm. like I would have known how to pronounce it because yeah, obviously I'm because fluent. You, you speak Sumerian. <laughs> fluent in Sumerian, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's why when the aliens came, that's how we knew what to talk about because they spoke in Sumerian. Mm-hmm. Um, so everybody you've knows spoken that. spoken to the aliens? Oh, yeah, all the time. Cool. Learn something new every um, day. Yeah, these female demons were said to roam. This is going back to the Akamharu. Um, <laughs> these female demons were said to roam during the hours of darkness, hunting and killing newborn babies and pregnant women. What? <laughs> one of the demons' name. This one's interesting. Litiu was later Litu? adapted. Could be Litiu. I don't know. I don't know how fast that eye is said in the middle there. Anyway, well, it, yeah, yeah. it was later adapted into Jewish demonology as Lilith. Oh, Lilith. So, yeah. Yeah. So that's interesting that <clears throat> they were female demons. Yeah. And they were eating babies and pregnant women. <laughs> they weren't eating them. Well, they, they were, were hunting okay. and killing them. <laughs> I assume that they were drinking their blood. I mean, it said blood sucking, so I mean, they're just like draining a baby, I guess, and 
Well, no wonder they had to go after like more. Babies aren't big. (laughs) Like (laughs) newborn babies don't have a lot of fluid. Well, they were going after the pregnant women because that's where the baby was too. It's, it's, I guess it's like going to an apple tree to pick the apple. (sighs) You're just going to harvest our own (laughs) newborn baby? I I don't know. Clearly, I know that there's a lot of stuff where Apples fall from the trees, babies fall out. From the (laughs) woman? Sure. So we're just baby trees to you now. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not going out on a limb to say anything. Uh All right, all right. So I just, I know that there's a lot of stuff where they talk about how there's a lot of, I guess, mythology or um, things like that where they talk about babies having like pure forms of whatever it is that they're after. Because, you know, oh, yeah, they're but, brand new yeah. and they haven't been tainted. And yeah, brain so, spanking new baby. Yep. You know, Don't complete with new baby. baby. Complete with new baby smell. Hey, babies oh. can smell really nice. <laughs> Ours smelled like s'mores. <laughs> so, but no. So I guess the newborn babies thing, um, I could see that. You know, there's there's been a lot of stories in regards to vampires and witches and stuff where they go after babies. Um, to get again that that essence that whatever it is the blood or the spleen or whatever <laughs> random piece of the thing they're looking for. That's why you have your spleen removed. <laughs> yes, so that you're not hunted by the spleen demon. Ah, yes, the spleenman. <laughs> spleenman. That I don't, doesn't sound I don't. appropriate. <laughs> uh, um, well, I mean, there's eh, whatever. Um. There is a little bit more on ancient vampire origins as well here. Yeah. I don't know if we should go into it or just keep going on about the spleeman. The spleeman. I think we should leave the spleeman to people's right. uh, imaginations. <laughs> okay. Um, in India, tales of Vitalis, ghoul-like beings that inhabited corpses are yeah. found in old Sanskrit folklore. Like the bat associated with the modern-day vampirism, they were said to hang upside down on trees found in burial grounds and cemeteries. A prominent story tells of King... Here we go. go. Uh, Vikramadita, I think. Something. I I don't know. Vikramadita. Um, Yeah, I think it's like Ditya. I think it's... Anyway. Uh, And his nightly quest to capture an elusive Vitala. The Vitala legends have been compiled in the book Batel. What is that? Pachisi? Man, I do not. I am not. (laughs) We're butchering all of this. Yeah. Pronunciation is not my strong suit here. (laughs) No. So I'm going to comment on this. Ghoul-like beings that inhabited corpses? Yes. They just crawl up inside a dead body (laughs) and just walk it around? Like, that's gross. Uh, maybe I would assume that the body would deteriorate since you're not actually doing anything to rejuvenate it. I guess it's dead. Yeah. Well, maybe that's the blood sucking part. I mean, considering that it's like considered to be like a life force or something, maybe that's why they were drinking the blood is so that they could uh, maintain that rental fee. I guess <laughs> the rental so, fee. Yeah. The dead body. Yeah. Huh. Okay. Um, there's also a little bit more too. Uh, mm-hmm. The hopping corpse, 
may be considered the Chinese equivalent <laughs> of the vampire. However, this creature fed on a person's ki or life force, which in China was understood to be separate from the blood. In other respects, it keeps within the tradition of vampiric behavior. I mean, sucking out a bodily fluid or life force, I suppose. Um, I don't like the term sucking out bodily fluids. <laughs> Just going to throw that out there. Uh, the uh, ancient Egyptian goddess, what is that, Sekhmet, uh, in one myth became full of bloodlust after slaughtering humans and was only satiated after drinking alcohol colored as blood. So, huh. Yeah. So that person is not, <laughs> <laughs> it was not hard to fool. I, like, you know, she just, she just got passed out blunt. Or blunt. She got pat <laughs> didn't get blunt passed out. I don't know. So I guess that's maybe like well, I mean we had wine. Yeah. Red wine. Yeah. Just got really drunk and thought it was okay, that's it. And then as soon as it was as soon as like she passed out, everybody else was like, Jeez, all right, let's clean this stuff up <laughs> and it's put her time. away. So Huh. So the hopping corpse. When I think of that in my mind, I imagine like, you know what somebody looks like when they're in one of those full sleeping bags that like goes yeah. over their head and everything. So it's just their face yep. and they look like a worm <laughs> that standing up, hopping at you. <laughs> like, that's what I picture. And that's probably not at all what it was like, but that's what I see. I Yeah, okay. Anyway, the, <laughs> these are a few examples of the numerous traditions of creatures that practice vampirism. Uh, the anthropomorphic and demonic version of the vampire did not emerge until centuries later, however, in Eastern Europe folklore. So, so that's kind of a, a starting point. Yeah, that's basically like kind of those roots of the vampire and then it moves into like Eastern Europe where they decided that apparently uh, the dead could have curses on you and all that kind of stuff and hmm. it's because they were either like a vampire or something like that too so I feel like a lot of things were blamed on vampires that had nothing to do with vampires. Yeah, either vampires or a curse or a ghost in your blood or something like Ooh, that. Ooh, you've got ghosts in your blood. Do cocaine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Bring out the leeches. Mm -hmm. So, Of course, recently leeches have actually been, uh, I think, fully approved for medical use. I don't so. think they ever stopped using them. Well, I mean, they're actually recognized, like, more credited as a medical treatment. Oh, it's like a legit medical treatment yeah. now? Yeah. So, I mean, hey, there's that. I mean, I could see how they could help with some things. Yeah. Now, obviously, there's plenty to go from when it comes to European folkloric vampires and the folk tales surrounding them. There are some interesting little bullets here that say a little bit more without going into the uh, in-depth that... Mm -hmm. uh, Maybe better just to do some personal research on if you're like a real big fan of the Twilight series and you want to know where it came from. <laughs> um, you know, the the actual factual origin of vampires. <laughs> they don't sparkle. No, the sunlight kills them for the most part. Oh, that's such a weird um, thing. Yeah, that's actually just sweat. 
Yeah, no offense <laughs> to like Twilight fans. I thought the sparkly glitter vampire was a little weird. It's like, ah, oh, I'm Edward Norton. Uh, I do things. Edward uh, Norton. Uh, I don't know what his name is. That's how much I follow that. Edward Cullen. Oh, Edward Norton. Who is that? Edward that Norton is... is Fight Club. Oh yeah, that's yeah. Like, that's a bit different. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, Edward Norton fought Brad Pitt for the love of that one teenage girl, right? Bella? Bella <laughs> yeah. Swan? Yeah. Oof. <laughs> What's weird, though? The twist was that they were the same person. He was just fighting Spoilers. his inner demons? Yes. Yeah. The weird thing, though, is that Brad Pitt actually played Louis in Interview with the Vampire. So he was a vampire. <laughs> uh, uh, they're all connected. We've come full circle yep. in that's, our vampire. That's how it works. The night is dark. The spirits are restless. They demand to be poured until the last drop. Anyway, the appearance of the European folkloric vampire mostly concerned features by which one was supposed to tell a vampiric corpse from a normal one when the grave of a suspected vampire was opened. The that's, vam- that's a good thing to know. Yeah. Whether you're going to desecrate a normal corpse <laughs> yeah. or a vampire corpse. Yep, that's right. Good information. The vampire has a, quote, healthy appearance and ruddy skin. Oh. He is often plump. His nails and hair have grown, and above all, he or she is not in the least decomposed. Oh. Huh. <laughs> so remember, like, give it about, oh, I don't know, eight hours after the burial and pop that thing open and check if they're a vampire. <laughs> well, what do you what do you do if you open a grave and you you stumbled upon a vampire? In that grave that you've just opened. I mean, what what can you you're do? You're in trouble. To, no, what what are <laughs> what is the what is the way that you should oh. go about handling said vampire? The most common way, not only in that time, but also apparently in every pop culture <laughs> reference that we know of today, is uh, mm-hmm. the way to destroy a vampire is driving a wooden stake through the heart. Decapitation or incineration of the body completely would also work. Um, no, I think you're actually... Or is it all together? Yeah, you're supposed to stab a stake through their heart, which, like... Delicious. Stops them. It, it makes it so that they can't do anything. Because <laughs> as far as I've seen, like, there's a lot of times where they say that if you don't do the rest of it, then it can heal and come back. Ah. So not just you have to stab the stake through the heart and then you have to cut off the head and then you have to burn the body. Mm. See, and then you're really in trouble because if it heals after the stake is in the heart, then you have to like somehow take the stake out and put it back in. I would imagine. Could you just slide it back in the same hole? Uh, I don't know. I would imagine that would make it a lot easier. I think stabbing <laughs> a stake through somebody's <laughs> chest bones, like their ribs and into their heart would be difficult. Actually, that was in one of the movies where the guy had a guy was supposed to stab a vampire with a stake and they were afraid that he wouldn't be able to do it because they like <laughs> the person teaching him was like it's a lot harder than you think it's not just like hee hee and then you poke him and it's good he's like you have to make sure it gets in the heart and that's a lot of tough material to get through yeah. and so they they bring out a corpse <laughs> Oh, boy. <laughs> and they give him a steak. And then the guy proceeds to spend, like, I don't know, hours, 
violently stabbing <laughs> his corpse with a wooden stake until he gets it right. Yeah, cool. it was intense. I mean... And then I don't even think he was able to do it when it came time. I can't remember that. But I do so, remember... So after like, all that, it didn't even work. <laughs> no, I just... I remember, like, it was such a weird and kind of absurd, but also... I get it, like the scene, because I think people, you know, if you watch movies, you're like, oh, okay, I'll just book and it's done. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you might as well just go in with a harpoon gun or something and just just, shoot right through it. I mean, or just go like how Blade would, but that's different. I think that the stake has to stay in the heart. (laughs) So like, I feel like a harpoon gun would overkill and you just shoot it through the heart. However, there's also preventative measures, too. Oh, okay. So, I guess ways to prevent a suspected vampire from rising from the grave in the first place including include burying it upside down, <laughs> severing the tendons at the knees, oh. and, or placing poppy seeds on the ground at the gravesite of a presumed vampire in order to keep the vampire occupied all night counting. <laughs> oh. Because so they're like OCD? I guess so. I never thought that a vampire would be so enthralled have, by counting something. I have heard this too. I don't recall if it was specifically vampires, but I know that there are some supernatural entities where you can toss a bunch of rice or something on the ground and they will stop and obsessively count them. Hmm. So Giving you enough time to leave? Yes. See that, and that when you started saying something like that, one of the things that came to my mind was the uh, what is it? It's like the female demon or apparition or whatever that's been uh, brought up in like from Japan or something like that, where it's like she looks like a normal person but she's wearing a mask and like oh the the split the cut face yeah yeah and like you have to uh, she'll ask you something like am I pretty or something like that (laughs) and like you. You can't answer her because whatever an answer to that question would be would lead to your demise. So, like, your only way of escaping the scenario is, like, I'm sorry I'm late or I have to be somewhere. Mm-hmm. And you have to, like, politely excuse yourself. Right. You Otherwise, can't engage yeah. with the, the strange stranger. Yeah. So, but you don't know that she uh, has some demon mouth. So that's the thing. I just assume everybody has some demon mouth. <laughs> I feel like that makes life easier. Well, I mean, if they're online, usually. So. Yes, demon <laughs> fingers too. Um, I like that one of the ways to prevent them from rising is to bury them upside down. Yeah. So, like, they're just gonna dig forever into the center of the earth. Is that the premise? Like, or they just can't open the coffin because tush up doesn't work i don't <laughs> they're gonna dig the wrong way yeah um of course there's objects that have been known to apparently inhibit and ward off vampires some of these as well as other either evil creatures and supernatural creatures but for uh vampires it usually goes with garlic uh sunlight mm-hmm. a branch of wild rose the hawthorn plant and all things sacred, such as holy water, crucifix, and uh, rosary. Okay, so. so I would like to say that garlic <laughs> is one of those ones that, like, sometimes it's part of the legend and sometimes it's not. Yeah, it's mostly European legends, I guess. I mean, for those of us who have seen The Lost Boys, <laughs> we know that garlic doesn't work. <laughs> 
Of course, they also had the garlic floating in holy water, <laughs> which does work. Really, little smuggle. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, vampires are sometimes considered to be shapeshifters, not limited to the common bat stereotype depicted in the cartoons and movies. Rather, vampires are said to morph into a wide variety of animals such as wolves, rats, moths, spiders, and so on. I've seen some of this. Mm-hmm. I don't remember exactly where I've seen the reference, but I have seen that like vampires could morph into something else. So, Yeah, so pretty much any living creature, watch out, because it could be a shape-shifted vampire. Yeah, or a skinwalker. Yep. Because they do that too. Yep. yep. So, All these things, acting yep. like they're other things. I guess you could call it a vampire masquerade. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh. Oh, I missed that game. Uh. <laughs> so, uh, again, in European folklore, they're said to cast no shadow and no reflection, perhaps arising from folklores regarding the vampire's lack of a soul. Oh. So. You have to have a soul to have a reflection? I guess. Um, same thing with the shadow, <laughs> but then again... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but then again, with the uh, shadow thing, that kind of assumes that they're going to be in light, and normally it would be sunlight, so I hey, guess... you can have a shadow without the sunlight. A candlelight, I guess. They can be in, like, fake light. <laughs> yeah, you know, all of those uh, halogen and uh, LED lights back in the, the olden days of European folklore origins. Well, you know... <laughs> It's interesting, though. Casting no shadow. So Peter Pan was a vampire? Mm, I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. I, whatever happened to those kids that uh, <laughs> got too old when they were uh, in Neverland? You know. Really- the idea is that they actually became part of Captain Hook's pirate crew. Okay, so, so. no. Didn't they all not grow old? So they were stuck in a perpetual state of whatever age they were? I don't remember. I know one theory that was going around there was that Captain Hook was used to be one of the the Lost Boys. I think that's what they were. Not one of the vampiric Lost Boys. <laughs> one of the others. One of the Peter Pan Lost yeah, Boys. But yeah. he got older and essentially he was either kicked out or whatever. And like... He was pretty much. And he was like, (laughs) like, what is all this? So like any of the lost boys that got older, they were like, well, what do I do? So like, apparently he just kind of took them in and be like, yeah, Peter Pan is actually the enemy here because he doesn't care about what happens when you would grow older. He's like this eternal being and he just wants to play with the kids. He he doesn't he doesn't care (laughs) about their well-being and longevity. They he only cares about like. I like no responsibility and like I'm here to help you at least you can do something you can be a part of this crew you can be a part of this like right, right. gang if you will <laughs> so I saw something <laughs> interesting the other day about Peter Pan and Captain Hook and that was there's a theory that Captain Hook was actually the good guy yeah and that Peter Pan was the bad guy and Captain Hook kept trying to get the Lost Boys because he was trying to save them from this weirdo who kept kidnapping <laughs> them from their homes in the middle of the night. Yeah. And I was like, huh, that's interesting. I think yeah. anything could be any good guy could actually be the bad guy. Frankly, stories are written by what the victors, right? <laughs> History is written by the victors. That's what it is, yeah. Yeah. And any story is gonna be completely different based on 
who you're talking to and who you're getting it from. So yeah. it's interesting. Yep. Which is another reason why it's so important to do fact checking and so important to actually go out and find the information uh-huh. and not just rely on sources that are going to give it to you, but rather double check and always find what like other things are saying. So yep. don't take things at just straight face value from one source. Nope. So um, anyway, back to the vampire <laughs> theme of this this whole Peter recording. Peter Pan's a vampire. Yeah. That's what that came to. Yeah, Peter yeah. Pan's his, a vampire. His shadow was completely a different. Be- his shadow was a djinn and he was Ooh. the vampire. Yeah. Um, because that shadow was completely autonomous on its own. It had nothing to do with Peter in any way. He had a member of the Fae held captive. Well, yeah. And djinns can also shapeshift. So, of course, that djinn would be able to look like Peter to make it seem like they are they were a symbiotic relationship of these if i don't know evil creatures <laughs> that were trying to steal children he and was again to attach the gin to his feet with a bar of soap yeah and again weird. that also makes sense considering that vampires were looking to go after pregnant women and newborns so i mean they may not be completely newborn but they're still kids so yeah, there you go yeah he was the kids so there, there it is. <laughs> Peter Pan, you heard it here, folks. Yep. Peter Pan's a vampire. Yep. <laughs> so. Not Robin Williams. <laughs> Sorry. Um, any, anyway, back to the other vampire. Like, the other vampire. The other vampire ideas here uh-huh. that are. Let's see. So some traditions hold that a vampire cannot enter a house unless invited. Although after this, they can come in and go. They can come and go as they please without further permission. So it only takes one to let the vampire in <laughs> well that's again the lost boys which is one of my favorite movies <laughs> ever oh, such a good movie um anyways that is in the beginning uh max i believe comes up to to the house and michael answers the door and max is like you know aren't you gonna let me in or <laughs> invite me in and michael's like well you're invited <laughs> and and so then they're screwed because they've they've told him he could come in and he brings that up later he says never (laughs) invite a vampire into your Uh, house just start doing that more often (laughs) what not inviting people in or demanding to be invited just demanding to be invited into places like not coming in until you invite me just go to a store and like knock on the glass be like hey do you invite me in I don't think anybody's going to care. They're going to be like, no, no, I don't. Please go away. If it's retail, they're they're going to be like, no. <laughs> they don't get paid enough for that. No. Um, in addition to like the uh, that previous tradition and all that, uh, Christian tradition holds that vampires cannot enter churches or holy places as they're considered servants of the devil. Oh, um, is that what's going on with me? <laughs> it's all that blood. Uh-huh. <laughs> Uh, in Slavic lore, going a little bit away from the European side of things here, mm-hmm. um, at least like the common European, <laughs> right. um, causes of vampirism include being born with a call, uh-huh. the remnant of the ane- what is that? amniotic sac. A- yes, there you go. Um, teeth or tail being conceived on certain days, unnatural, quote unquote, death. 
excommunication and improper burial rituals. Many Serbians believe that having red hair was a vampiric trait. <laughs> Those poor gingers. <laughs> Man, they can never get a break. They I can't mean, because they say vampires don't have a soul ex- either. That's where it comes from. <laughs> so the call thing is interesting. Um, Hemlock Grove, that series that I watched, had yeah. um, upiers in it. That was one of the supernatural creatures. There's upiers and like werewolves. There's a lot more. But um, the upiers were born with the call well some of them were born with a call and that made them special no um but yeah that was something that came up in it so i've seen that reference before too yeah. in even more recent media i guess yeah. there, there is a bit more with like slovak lore and all that but i think i'm gonna skip on down to romanian vampires oh because these are the ones that really have a bit more that is uh becoming more popular especially now um so basically like romania is surrounded by slavic countries Mm -hmm. so it's not surprising that romania and slavic vampires are similar the romanian vampires are called strigoi based off of the ancient greek term strix from or uh for screech owls Mm -hmm. which also came to mean demon or witch strix or screech owl Strix. (laughs) (laughs) The screech owl is also demon or witch. Yeah, Yeah. it's screeching because it's just possessed by so many evil spirits. I feel like having owls associated with me too is just not uh, (laughs) making a good case for me. (laughs) Um, There are different types of strigoi. Live strigoi are live witches who will become vampires after death. Ooh. They have the ability to send out their souls at night to meet with other witches or with other strigoi, which are reanimated bodies that uh, return to suck the blood of family, livestock, and neighbors. So it's really personal for yeah. the strigoi. Yeah. Other types of vampires in Romanian folklore include the mori and the, what is that, Priculi? Fricolisi? Fricolisi. Yeah, I completely mm-hmm. messed it up. I mean, I probably oh, well. did too, but... So, Strigoi are interesting. Um, I know I read a book a long time ago, and I cannot for the life of me remember what it's called, but it referred to them as Strigoi. It was a really good book. Yeah. And then there's um, The Strain. Oh, yeah. I which I was a really cool series, and Guillermo del Toro did the uh, the monster effects, I believe. Um, but those were meant to be Strigoi, and I think they might have referenced Strix in it, too. Yeah. So, it was cool. Those ones were interesting. Yeah. Because they had, like, a a worm thing that came out of their mouth, like, (laughs) like, um, almost like a underwater leech of some sort. I'm just thinking of, like, Doom. Like the Doom movie. Yeah, kind of. Was that the, the bad one? No, that wasn't 2016. That was 2006. You're talking about the one with the rock? Yeah. Yeah. The liquor? What? Thing? No, the, the liquor the, wasn't in there. I'm sorry. What? The, the tongue know. that was that they shot out. I don't remember. Oh. I know yeah. we just watched it, but um <laughs> <laughs> No, like but it was almost like a sea lamprey. That's the word yeah. I'm looking for. Like the tongue thing that came out and that and it like attached to the body and then it sucked the blood that way yeah they were it was a really good show though if anybody wants looking for that candy wants to uh check out a cool uh 
series about Sturgoy um, that you haven't already, the stream was really good. Oh. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so they also go with the uh, the whole call thing as well. Mm. Uh, Romanian tradition describes a myriad of ways of bringing about a vampire, a person born with a call, an extra nipple, <laughs> a tail. You have an extra ex- nipple. You're a vampire. <laughs> yeah. Or extra hair was doomed to become a vampire. Extra hair? I guess, yeah. Like what a baby, is deemed extra hair? A baby with a full head of hair. Oh, I wonder if it's the... Um, oh, I can't that, think of what it's called. That is irresistible to look at. <laughs> Ours didn't have a full head of hair, though. He was just clearly irresistible to look at. <laughs> because people wouldn't stop. Mm. Um, no, it's... Oh, I cannot think of what it's called. Babies are... Well, humans have fur hair whatever fine hair all over us um but some babies it's thicker like it's almost like a light fur that comes off and i cannot for the life of me remember what it's called um so i wonder if they're speaking about that like when the baby happens to have that extra maybe i mean it seems like anything that couldn't be immediately explained or I, maybe they were just lazy. They didn't want to put the time into actually figuring it out. It's just like, oh, it's a sign of the devil, or oh, you're a vampire, or oh, you're the you're a werewolf baby, or something, or I don't know. It's pretty much you're different, so there's yeah. obviously humans. <laughs> yeah, human history right there. Yeah. So, um. Anyway, the same fate applied to someone born too early, someone whose mother uh, encountered a black cat crossing her path, and someone who was born out of wedlock. Obviously, these are some very similar, uh, very similar things to like your standard superstitions. So, Lanugo, I can't. I'm probably saying that wrong. What? That's. (laughs) I'm sorry. That's the that's the fur. Oh (laughs) no! Like the superstitions. I'm sorry. It was driving me insane. I knew it was. Uh, I knew it was an L word. Um, Others who became vampires were those who died of an unnatural death or before baptism, the seventh child in any family, presuming all of his or her previous siblings were of the same gender. What? I guess that's part <laughs> Very of Very particular yeah. set of... Uh... <laughs> uh, the child of a pregnant woman who avoided eating salt. What? And a person who was looked upon by a vampire or a witch. <laughs> So if they just look at you, I guess so. You're gonna be one. I guess so. Uh, moreover, being bitten by a vampire meant certain condemnation, condemnation to a vampiric existence after death. So the thing is, like, I find it interesting that they say after death because typically when we see it portrayed, death comes really quickly. Well, like it's not like. They're running around and then they die a natural death and then they just become one. I know they said that about the witch, the Strigoi witches and the live Strigoi, that when they died, they became a vampire. Yeah. But I feel like if if you got bit and then you were just doomed to eventually become a vampire when you died, there'd be a lot of really old vampires. Because people, well, I could maybe not then because people didn't live that long. But people, like how old are you? You look like you're gonna die any second. Oh, I just turned thirty. Oh yeah, you're dead. You're doomed. Yep. Um, 
But you know, that's what I'm saying. Like all of them would be old because you would you would potentially, hopefully, you would die of old age, or die much later in life. Yeah. So typically, we see that when it's portrayed that the death comes soon, and it's usually because you've been infected with the the vampiric curse or whatever. Well, it could be that since it would be a reanimated dead person biting you, that death would come <laughs> pretty quick. Be- that could be it. <laughs> I mean, and there there is a little bit that could go into that too, that the uh, massive amounts of deaths that were caused by the plague at the time were thought to be some form of supernatural vampiric action as well. So Not rats. No, vampires. obviously not the rats. It I was mean, vampires. yeah, the rats obviously. are fine. They're they're fine. They they might scratch themselves a bunch because of those fleas, but they're fine. Clearly, um, don't look any more into that. <laughs> it's it's vampires. Uh-huh. Um, so are we like that George G whatever guy Sakalakis aliens? Except what? For the oh. guy that does aliens. I don't know how you say his name. <laughs> the hair guy. Yes. Yeah. If I just went yeah. aliens, yeah. everybody would know. It's a alien hair guy. So place. we're like him, but now it's vampires. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's the new conspiracy theory. So I don't know if we should go into more vampires as far as their different worldly origins. I mean, because there's there's more. There's Greek vampires. There's Roma vampires. <laughs> I mean, there's even the modern belief in vampires. We've gone on to quite a bit so far. So. I mean, maybe some of the modern belief would be good. Because like, yeah. that was all like the ancient original. Yeah. Well, I mean, if that's the case, then uh, I believe there was also the uh, Mercy Brown incident. I yeah. mean, that's... I don't know if I could say that that's like really modern. <laughs> I mean, it's late 1800s. I suppose. <laughs> yes, it's <laughs> but it, so modern. But as compared to like ancient origins, it's a little bit more. Um, so we're not doing ancient alien vampires. We're now doing. No, I, I'll, I'll just go into this real quick and do a little bit on it just because it is kind of interesting, I suppose. Okay. So um, like as most people know, like Count Dracula and all that, I'm going to make a reference to that in this case. That Mercy Brown may be able to rival Count Dracula as one of the most notorious vampires um, That's interesting. I've never heard of this one, so. Yeah. Well, unlike Count Dracula, which is mostly fictional, thanks to Bram Stoker. Um, yeah. Mer- uh, Mercy Brown was a real person. She lived in Exeter. What is that? Yeah, Exeter? I don't know. Rhode Island. It's a small <laughs> state, small name. It's whatever. Small state, small name? <laughs> yeah. What? I don't know, whatever. <laughs> and was the daughter of George Brown. He, he was a farmer. Ah, uh, Georgie. Yeah. Georgie boy. Yes. Yep. Okay. Uh, so he had a nice boat. Um, after George lost many family members, including Mercy, in the late 1800s to tuberculosis, the, his community used Mercy as a scapegoat to explain their deaths. It was common at the time. To, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. It, it was common at the time to blame several deaths on one family on the undead. Uh, oh, of course. Yeah. Uh huh. Or yeah, the bodies of each dead family member were often exhumed and searched for signs of vampirism. When Mercy's body was exhumed and didn't display severe decay, which, considering it's New England winter, was when she was buried. 
So, so she was just put in a freezer. Pretty much. It was, Well, it's mm-hmm. also above ground burial vaults. So she was in a freezer. Yeah, yeah it's cold. I mean, there's low humidity, really cold environment. You're not going to have a lot of decay over they time. Deep froze her her ass. <laughs> Pretty and then, much. And then they're like, "Why is she not decomposing?" Yeah. Uh, the town because of that, the townspeople accused her of being a vampire and making her and making her family sick from her icy grave. They cut out her heart, burned it, then fed the ashes to her sick brother. Perhaps not surprisingly, he died shortly thereafter. <laughs> wow, you're um, a vampire. We're going to, well, she's dead. <laughs> so they went up to her dead body and we're like, listen, we know you're a vampire. Mm, we're going to take out this dead girl. Yeah. And then they desecrate her entire body. <laughs> and then her poor family that was sick has to eat vampire remains? I think remains. Was, I think it was just her brother. Uh, the reason behind that was that he was sick and he they thought that he was sick because of a vampiric curse of some sort. So feed him dead girl well she was the source of it the origin of the curse so they figure oh eat the heart and you will but it's like hey we don't like you eating us yeah so instead we're gonna make your family eat you yeah yes this is logic (laughs) do as i say not as i do (laughs) Uh, but they did as she did really yeah yeah who's the real monster seriously yeah, they t- <laughs> took a poor dead girl's body yeah. and completely d- accused it of wrongdoing. She's dead. <laughs> this <laughs> this is proof of what happens when you don't listen to the science. <laughs> it's just, it's a lot. It's a lot. Oh. I can't. And I know that they didn't have as much knowledge as we do now. And I get that. And I get that mistakes were made. And <laughs> <laughs> I mean... There's a lot of superstitions and and stories and stuff that come out of people trying to explain things that they don't understand. And I'm glad that, you know, as we evolve and we develop, we, we learn <laughs> <laughs> those things were wrong. But it kind of makes me wonder what, you know, 100 years from now, they're going to be looking at what we did and be like, oh, my God. <laughs> How could um, they do that? A hundred years from now, I'm pretty sure people are still going to be talking about 2020. A hundred so. years from now, the entire world is going to have burned. So, I mean, eh. I don't know about the entire world. Well, <laughs> a lot of it. Uh, it'll probably be a lot hotter and a lot colder. So, <laughs> at the same time, exactly. <laughs> yes, it's it's going to go straight from summer to winter. There's no there's no season in between that. So. Wait, so like Nebraska? Yeah, pretty much. That's that's pretty much life. Yeah, yeah. So Mercy Brown. Oh, Mercy, Mercy Brown. Yeah. And her poor brother. Yeah. <laughs> who, yeah. who did not need to die, but did. Yeah. That's but sad. That's, that's the belief at the time, so. Yeah. I mean, even I've seen some like little docuseries where not even that long ago, like, you know, late 1990s, <laughs> late 19th century, 1900s, 1990s. <laughs> 1900s, whatever. Um, there were people in certain countries that um, believed that there were still vampires. And so they would go and like desecrate graves of 
recently dead people because they thought that they were coming back at night and making people sick. Well, maybe there are vampires. I mean, they are paranormal. There could be vampires. There could I mean, be. So there are interviews and, and stories, and you could see on all <laughs> kinds of TV shows about An interview people. with the vampire? Yes. Yeah. Yes. I mean, we've seen, I'm pretty sure you've watched them with me, like the different people, modern day people who believe that they're vampires. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> like they, there was the one girl who drank lots of blood. Um, she, she got her blood like wholesale from the butcher or something. <laughs> wholesale blood. I don't know. She got a lot of <laughs> passing blood. the savings on to you. Yeah. <laughs> she got a lot of blood from like the butcher, but she also had certain people that had been vetted and everything that she would extract small amounts of blood from. Yeah. Um, and I guess she's not a vampire based on all of the criteria, but she does consume blood. No. And so if you were using just that, she would be considered a vampire. Yeah. Well, kind of, kind of a fusion of like that ancient Chinese one with like the key and all that, the, uh, energy of people, which there is like... The idea of real vampires or modern vampires and all that. It's there are people who call themselves vampires. Uh, they're seemingly normal people and drink small amounts of blood and perhaps a misguided way to stay healthy. You never know. Mm-hmm. Um, most I of the time, blood has a lot of minerals and stuff. In it. Yeah, <laughs> and, and <laughs> iron. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> sure. It smells um, like metal. <laughs> Uh, some vampires don't ingest human blood, but claim to feed off the energy of others. Um, Many state that they don't feed regularly. They oh, if they don't feed regularly, they become agitated or depressed. So, <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. So no, psychic vampires are supposedly a thing. Um, that's kind of like that, where they <laughs> they feed off of. I see you entering a mansion. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. It's you sit that down they... for a nice dinner. <laughs> It's like they feed off your your, your energy. Sideways. They feed off your energy instead of um, your blood. Um, I don't know that, that. I think it's more of like a, just a general term. It's not like there's some fiend in a cloak, <laughs> you know, stomping through the halls and like yeah. absorbing energy. No, it's more of like an idea of yeah. like there's certain people who uh, can absorb, take <laughs> energy from other people and then there's other people that are like high energy people and they kind of just <laughs> release energy into the world by existing i guess yeah. <laughs> and so a lot of times psychic vampires are attracted to people that are like yeah. leaders i guess i don't i don't know the terms but i've heard that before i'm thinking that i'm thinking of that one scene from uh oh uh, what was it uh i don't remember the name with the Sanderson sisters when they, Oh yeah. Hocus yeah. Pocus. Yes. I don't know why I was drawn blank on that one. I don't know. Um, where they like give the potion to like the to girl the and then they're just like, <laughs> like sucking the soul out of her. That's how I imagine these energy vampires they're just like, just inhaling the life force off of somebody. So there you go. And it's like, actually and Hey, they're witches. So there's, there's so a maybe link. they're live Strigoi. 
Live streamers, yes. Live streamers, <laughs> yes. Live streamers. I know what you meant, but I saw them, all the Sanderson sisters burst into like party streamers and they just went <laughs> like, boo. Cue up that uh, FNAF kids party right yeah. there. Yeah. <laughs> Man, all oh, the references. I've heard that been overused too much lately. Huh. That. Yeah, that was a very accurate representation <laughs> of that sound effect. Um, <laughs> I, I'm going to use that one from now on. Oh, nice. So, Thanks. Yeah. Glad I could, uh, yeah. I could provide. But, yeah, I mean, that's interesting that that's kind of that energy vampirism there. And it's kind of somewhat subtle within something like that, too. And especially yeah. with the link of it being kind of tied to witches and all that as well. So Yeah. But isn't it all just tied together anyway? Everything always <laughs> comes right back around. Yeah. Always, always. Yeah, but it's just, it's an undead topic, really, and it just can't stay in its grave. <sighs> no, it just keeps so, crawling back up. Yeah. Maybe we need to bury it face down. Oh, and cut the tendons? Yeah, cut its tendons, and yeah. then also sprinkle some poppy seeds. Ah, yes, of course. And then it'll stay dead. And when I first was starting to read that, I was thinking, "Is like, are they addicted to something? Is that why you're putting poppy <laughs> seeds out here? I opiate mean, of the masses out there. I guess. It's like, mm. if you can't stop a vampire from moving, then make him not want to move on his own. I mean, so. from what I understand, heroin would do it. <laughs> so. I don't know from experience. Uh, but I've seen train spotting. <laughs> so, there you go. Well. Well, I think it would be best if we wrap up our uh, vampire subject for now and maybe uh, move on to our drink section. Sounds good. I, right. I could go for a, you know, a lovely drink right now. I'm yeah. famished. <laughs> Until the last drop, we'd like to hear your stories, not have you become the story. So please drink responsibly. All right, so looking at this wine that we have, that's a cherry wine. You're currently holding the bottle, so you've got all the information right in front of you. So I'm going to let you I kind of am. give a little on that. It says it's a specialty from the Nuremberger Christ Kindle, Christ Kindle? Christ Kindle? Yes, market. So it's, it's from Santa. Yes. <laughs> and it's made exclusively from cherry wine. People from around the world appreciate this Glühwein specialty for its strong fruit flavor. Boy, I can't talk. Mm. Um, you're supposed to drink it warm. It tastes like a flute, huh? It does. And uh, you're not supposed to boil it. I don't normally boil wine. Neither do I. I also don't normally drink much wine. So yeah, same here. Maybe that's a thing. Yeah. Let us know if you like to boil your wine. Yeah, yeah. Who knows? Maybe somebody likes boiled wine. I don't. Maybe it is a thing, and I just don't know enough about wine to know that people boil it. It could be other. I, yeah, whatever. I'm not going to go into it. I, I'm <laughs> no. I have no background for it. So I'm not a wine. Well, I can definitely hear it. Aficionado. <laughs> <laughs> I have poured you a glass of wine, so. Ah, uh, yes, a glass of blood. Mm. Just like Vlad would have enjoyed. I mean, it's either that or it could be like the blood that Vlad dripped or dripped that he dipped <laughs> his bl his bread in when uh, he was dining amongst his impaled victims. 
or of the Ottoman Empire. <laughs> or it's the blood that Elizabeth Bathory bathed in. Maybe. Should we? Should we? Uh, <laughs> hey, cheers. Yeah, why not? Let's let's. Ooh. Yeah. Let's. <clears throat> so, what were you saying? It smelled like deer. Oh, at first I opened it and smelled <laughs> it. It smelled a little like sausage, and like with the German origins, that makes a lot of sense to me. <laughs> it is German, so I don't think it smells like sausage. It's, it's pretty sweet. It smells like wine. Yeah. That's actually really good. Yeah. Kind of fruity. Kind of, uh, kind of fruity. It's made with fruit, obviously. <laughs> kind um, of tastes like cherry. Yeah. I don't know why. <laughs> no, yeah, that's... It's, it's definitely sweeter than a lot of other wines that I've had in the past. Which, to me, is a positive trait, personally. Yeah. I mean, it's not bad. I mean, it's... Yeah. <laughs> I mean, again, I'm not well-versed with wine, but... I can't. What did Michael... As an oaky afterbirth. Isn't that what Michael Scott said? <laughs> I think so. Something yeah. like that. Mm. Um, no. <laughs> um, I almost spit wine across the room. Sorry. It's, it's a pretty <laughs> low alcohol volume. I think it was only like an eight and a half percentage as well. So it's... It's very, very easy to drink. And, uh, yep, 8.5%. Yeah. It's nice, though. Yeah. I mean, it's it's not... I, I don't know. Wine typically has... um. I don't know any terms to describe <laughs> wine. So it's this got is, some nice legs. I don't know. <laughs> this, is, this is me <laughs> winging it. Wine has that... Um, it's not sharp. It's not bitter. It has. It's dry. Yeah, I guess yeah. that's. It has that weird dryness to it, yeah. which is odd to use to describe something wet. Uh, it's <sighs> in terms of like sweet to bitter. So. Dry would be on the more bitter side. This is not that. No. It is not dry. It is very smooth. And yeah, it's sweet. I like yeah. sweet things, so it's, I'm partial. It's almost as if I'm drinking like a juice that somebody like used to dilute an alcohol <laughs> yeah like so. grape juice with like a tiny bit of <laughs> i would have said cherry but yeah. well i mean uh, well yeah, it, i guess it's not as full forward with a cherry flavor it is it's more like subtle communion so. wine <laughs> <laughs> i mean it could be i, I don't mean know if, if this you've was... ever taken communion but no <laughs> yeah <laughs> i don't think i would have been allowed to have the wine <laughs> oh yeah it's like it a drop, so it's not really anything you're gonna get in. <laughs> like those Jesus. The Jesus. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Body uh, of Christ. But yeah, it's uh, pretty good. I don't remember where it came from, as far as wine goes. I can tell Germany? you. Germany. Well, yeah, I, I know it was made in Germany. It was imported, but um, I'm pretty sure it was purchased at World Market. Oh, okay. <laughs> No, if I'm that's not. what you're looking for. The only other thing that came to my mind was like maybe it's at Aldi's because it's a German, German wine. Well, yeah, I and they it, get some imports, but I, I have no idea. I think this one came from World Market. Ah, so we have no idea where. We're really good at this, aren't we? <laughs> I know wine is not the area that we're normally in. <clears throat> we wanted so. to get a different one, but it wasn't available. Yeah. To purchase. Yeah. Um, they have a cherry wine at the Apple Orchard here by us in Nebraska yeah. City. It's and local. 
So. Yeah, and it's it's oh, it was wonderful. We had it a few months ago when we were there. Yeah, and yeah, that one was really really yeah. nice too. But with local concerns of going around too many places again, it's yep. kind of one of those things. It's not something to. And that particular one we couldn't order online. Yeah. So. Yeah. Plus, they were doing a lot of uh, reconstruction and refurbishing and all that while they were there, and they may not have had it available outside of their. Uh, their um, restaurant. Yeah, their restaurant area. And lodge. Yeah. Yeah. But. Maybe we can get that one for another. Maybe I mean there is a plan for more vampire content. Mm-hmm. Um, so with that one, we may even have something that's. Even a bit more custom as far as the drink goes, and I think that should be kind of interesting. But that's gonna gonna have to wait until later on. <laughs> so. They also had lots of other um, wines that they make right there at the orchard. Oh so. yeah, they didn't have, what was the other one that was pretty decent? Like uh, a, a didn't peach. we get a peach one? Yeah, yeah I think that, that one was, one was lovely good. too. So as far as fruit wines go, that's pretty good. So. Yep. And I'm sure there's probably people out there that are just like complete, just <laughs> wine, let's say aficionados and be nice. Yes. And then say that, uh, it's like, oh, a fruit wine isn't a real wine. Get your pinot or something like that. I don't know. I think it, it, it isn't wine made out of fruit. Yes. Are grapes fruit? Uh, so sure. therefore, isn't all wine fruit <laughs> wine? I mean, yeah, but not in like, oh, here's a cherry or a peach or a strawberry or a... Uh, is that more know, like a sangria? Uh, something like that. Actually, that's like, <laughs> I don't know what it is. <laughs> so, it's not blood, that's for sure. It is not. So it but it is a tasty taste. beverage. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I think we should wrap up on our yeah. drink side of things, even though so. it's such a wonderful commentary on this. <laughs> hey. So the Gerstacker Cherry Glühwein. Mighty tasty. Mighty yeah. fine. Yeah. Well, mm. Pretty good. So. <laughs> yeah. All right. This is Till the Last Drop, and you're listening to this next section on our tab. So this has been a little bit on the vampires for this time around anyway. Now, we do have a little bit more planned for this. Obviously, there's the usage of vampires within popular culture. There's like potential for like movie references, book references, uh, even video games Mm -hmm. and all that. However, some of the most famous vampires of uh, legend. Yeah. Um, and however, and even like the modern day, like depiction of vampires and all that, like thinking of, or future, I mean, look at Blade, for instance. Yeah. Um, so what we plan on doing with this one is we're actually breaking this up. This episode has gone on a little bit longer (laughs) than, uh, expected. And, uh, we're actually going to cut it to have two parts. So this first part, we actually had a, uh, a featured wine that we found that was just the cherry wine that was, and, uh, we plan on doing something a little bit special for the next time around. Um, however, I'm not going to make mention of what it is yet <laughs> because that is how you build anticipation. Uh-huh. So with that, I'm going to go ahead and let you have a little bit to say on the uh, outro here too. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Awesome. Sounded great. <laughs> So anyway, Put me on the spot. <laughs> like, I didn't. Yes, that was the point there. Thank anyway, thank you for listening. Yeah, 
again, thanks for listening. Um, check us out, obviously, till the last drop dot com. The normal places where the podcast is. Are featured. I mean, yeah, iHeartRadio, Spotify, uh, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts. I think on Amazon, whatever. Our Facebook page is up there too. Just yeah, search till the say last we drop. Have Facebook. Yeah, you uh, can always uh, yep. reach out if you have questions or comments or um, yep. you look, know ideas. Yep. Look, um, look for the black and green. I mean, that's the easiest way to find <laughs> us. So. Yep, and uh, yeah, we usually get back to people pretty yeah. quick. Yeah. Um, I know one issue we had was uh, got incorporated with WhatsApp, and shortly after, that's when Facebook went down. So we'll take full credit for taking <laughs> Facebook down at that point in yeah, time. Yeah, it was all well, us. Uh, the uh, popularity of this uh, podcast was just way too much to mm-hmm. handle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all you guys reaching out, we just imploded the system. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yep, that was us. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Next thing we know, the FBI is going to be at our door. You know what? What thanking us? <laughs> I don't know. I don't even know at this point. I'm not getting into that. <laughs> well, as long as we don't have to worry about the metaverse, we should be all right. Oh, good <laughs> no. All right. Anyway, thanks for sticking with us till the last drop. Thank you for listening till the last drop. For more paranormal experiences served up with a theme drink, check us out wherever you listen to podcasts.